are live. Welcome, welcome to Beyond the Bar. I am here with Basic and Brooks. We have Rose, Kimmy, Dana. Thank you all so much for joining me. Um, and each one of you, tell me a little bit about yourself. We'll start with Dana. Hi, I'm Dana Brooks. I'm one of the primary shareholders of Basic Brooks. Um, we are uh, we pride ourselves on being a very progressive firm, uh, very not your traditional law firm. And I'm very excited to have so many women partners and we have women shareholders. So uh, it's a very different style of law firm. And it's one that we enjoy and we want to kind of hopefully serve as a model for other people who are starting up either law firms, or other businesses to show them, you know, how strong your business can be whenever you think outside the box and try new things. I love that. Did you, Dana, did you work for anyone else prior to opening up Facebook and Brooks, like to get that kind of experience? Yeah, I'm 52 and I've been working in a law firm since I was 15. For <laughs> somebody else up until 2008. And so uh, that's whenever I be became a shareholder in this law firm. And uh, from basically the, the day of, I've been trying to change the old model and take it to something a little bit more innovative and progressive and more welcoming and opening to a broader range of people, including our clients, including our staff. So what do you think you're doing in particular? Obviously, we talked before this and you had stated most of the women at your firm that's women owned and operated primarily, or there's a, there's a large percentage yeah. compared to other places. And would you say that kind of sets you aside? It does. It does. Um, it, it sets us apart because we have, we have four women partners. Uh, we have four shareholders. So 75% of our shareholders are women. That's unheard of in uh, law firms, personal injury law firms. 55% uh, of our partners are women. So, so that's, that's something I'm very proud of being over the 50% mark. Uh, but I'm not looking for parity. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking for domination. <laughs> and, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I love that. And okay, going off of that, Rose, uh, I did see you can talk a little bit. You had helped me set this up. Thank you so much. And I did want to talk to you about that quote that I took from you, which was amazing. And you can tell me a little bit about yourself. But I think maybe that's what Basic Brooks is you know, all about, is helping that underdog, really fighting for equality and so forth. So tell us a little bit about yourself as well, Rose. Uh, sure. Uh, I started out at the firm doing mostly medical malpractice and have branched out into all areas of personal injury law. And uh, I'm very excited and happy to have found myself in such a unique firm and such a unique position. Um, obviously, there's lots of personal injury firms around from the huge ones to the solo practitioners or one or two lawyers. And I think we've got really great group here. Um, really excited to work with all these women and be, you know, mentored both, uh, you know, officially and unofficially by having folks around to, to ask questions to all the time. And yeah, that quote, I mean, I, I was one of those people, I never really knew what I wanted to do. Like I wasn't from out of the womb wanting to be a lawyer or wanting to be anything in particular, uh, kind of stumbled into it, honestly, but it was like, I want to do something that's not just about, you know, capitalism or about, um, I don't know, business. Obviously, that's a part of it is you've got to make good business decisions, but something that that can help people. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do. And that's what we do do on a daily basis is 
very rewarding. Yeah, I love it. Cami, going on to you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi. Hi. I'm from Tallahassee. I've been here since I was four years old and I love it. I'm going to be here for the rest of my life. I have two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old. So in my eight years of practicing law, all of them have been with Fasig Brooks and I've had two kids during that time, which it has just been incredible um, working with Dana and Jimmy because they've done nothing but support me throughout that entire process and just it made it so so easy but I am one of the shareholders uh, that Dana mentioned and just loving life. Congratulations so balance balance because I know a lot of people tuning in here um, men and women but you know primarily women in this particular circumstance having a women panel balance how are you what would you give advice on this platform of how you're handling balance um, being a shareholder, being a partner at a firm, working for Dana and Basic Brooks and so forth. What are you, what would you say helps you in that balance? Well, uh, number one, my husband, who takes care of a lot of stuff around our house and does a lot with our kids. But also something I learned from Dana, which is anything that I can sub out to somebody else to help me with. I need to do that. I got to I have to prioritize my time and recognize the value in my time and get help where I need it for those tasks that maybe take up a lot of time, but don't need to take a lot of time. So it's all about, for me, it's been finding the support system and the structure that I need so that I can be productive at the times I need to be productive. I can be present with my family, at the times I want to be present with my family, and I can rest and rejuvenate when I need to do that too. So it's been a balance. It's taken me a while to get there, but I feel like, I feel like I've been able to get there COVID threw me off for a while, but <laughs> it, threw, it threw us all off for a while. It, it did. It did. So when going into COVID has how business and being a woman and under, I, you know, having empathy and talking to people and clients and so forth. And when you're trying to deal with this and, and using that to your advantage and using that to set you apart, what would you say has helped you during this pandemic? Uh, really transform that and well, generate the business. For me, you know, the first thing we all did when the pandemic hit was we all need to call our clients now because what are they going through? What resources do they need for us to make sure that they're still on their feet? And of course, they had questions about what do I need to do? I'm terrified. I don't want to go to the doctor. What if I get COVID? And so the first thing we said was let's figure out a game plan for how to help all of our clients and then move on from there. So I would say that's the first thing that we did. Dana, I wanted to ask you this question, and this is just coming from a you know, young lawyer. Uh, when I was interning judicial interns or at, you know, certain PI firms interning, a lot of the times when I would go places and I would see certain, you know, female partners, they would go in places and they would say, oh, you're the court reporter. Here you go. <laughs> they know you're not the court reporter. That's people who are trying to remind you of your place and that you're stepping out of your lane. So the first thing I tell people is don't give those people what they're looking for, which is a reaction from you. Okay, realize that that's not about you. That's about how they feel, their insecurity, and what they need 
for the world to feel right to them. So you're always going to, anytime you're doing something innovative, progressive, you're going to, you're going to ruffle some feathers. I want women to embrace that. I don't want that to be something they shy away from. And I want them to embrace it, knowing that they have women like me, Kimmy, Carrie, uh, Rose, Jimmy Faced, and a lot of uh, like-minded men and a lot of strong women behind you. So I don't, don't, don't let pettiness get in your way. That's, that's, that's extraneous. Don't give that any audience. I love that advice. I'm going to add Carrie in. Carrie just got on. Hey. 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 Start and start. The best I can do. I'm on my son's computer. Oh, you're brave. Hey, we love it. We love it. Carrie, tell us a little bit about yourself. We went around already. Rose, Kimmy, Dana already did. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Carrie would love to hear. Well, that's a good question. Um, so I'm obviously working from home. I've got two boys. They're 15 and 13, which is basically what my life is wrapped around between that and my job. And um, I'm adventuresome. I like to travel. I'm athletic. I like to play sports and I love serving my clients and I'm a family oriented person. And that's basically about it. I love it. So going into sports, because I was a college softball player myself, I played college softball. Do you think sports, Carrie, help mold you become an incredible trial lawyer? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Can I answer that? She's the most competitive person you will ever be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand, million, trillion percent. Yes, 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 all day long. I mean, it starts from a young age when, it, you know, I was a gymnast when I was really, really young, and you're out there performing all by yourself, right? And you're eight or nine years old, and there's a stadium full of people, and you're trying to figure out how to not mess up and how to be under all this pressure. And it's the same thing that we go through right now in trial in front of a jury, you know, how to think quickly on your feet and be under all this pressure and say the right things and do the right things and be an advocate and perform. And I mean, you know, even being an athlete now, it's, it's still the exact same way on the soccer field or with my boys uh, coaching them in tennis. So it's a be being an athlete definitely transitions well, I think, into, into performing as a trial lawyer. So I want each of you to give me an example of a challenge and a success that you have experienced in the law field and industry, either practicing or so forth, a challenge and a barrier you've had to break through and embrace that fire, like you were saying, Dana, and embrace it. And a success that you've realized, hey, you know, more men really have are, are matching that same mentality that we are having. And sometimes I went to this women convention and they were like, look to your right and look to your left. Oh, that's your, that's your enemy. And I was like, what? No. And like, because everybody, not. because we're not coming together more. We're not empowering each other more. Mm. We're not doing, you know, the Dana Brooks method of bringing on half of these women. And a lot of women are thinking there's only one seat at the table and you can't bring other people to the table. And that's why I wanted this. And I wanted to bring this. Everyone can sit at the table. Everyone can sit at the table. A candle, when you light someone else's candle, I still have a lit candle. Yeah. It doesn't do anything to my candle. Mm -hmm. And so I would like each one of you to give me an example, to give the platform and an example of a challenge and a success that you've had to deal with. I can start a rose if you'd like to go. Sure. Um, other lawyers first. I'd like to hear that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I have one that's like professionally, but legally, I guess this falls into professionally is I'm 
my challenge has always been I'm kind of the quiet behind the scenes kind of person. I would rather be writing a motion, doing some research than talking to people, doing a deposition, going to a hearing, uh, being on the spot like that. I like to, you know, have all my ducks in a row, be able to do the research, be able to um, have everything exactly as I like it rather than being on the fly. That was my MO for years and years and years. And so the success there has been, I have found that I actually really enjoy the more challenging depositions, like doing medical malpractice. I love deposing a defendant doctor, like coming into their zone, into their arena, saying you went to four years of medical school and however many years of residency and fellowship, and you've been practicing for 30 years, but I studied this for two weeks and now I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I really, that has been a revelation to me and I don't know if I would have gotten there if I hadn't been sort of kicked out of the nest a little bit. I was allowed yeah. to stay in the nest for a very long time now, but um, <laughs> uh, once I was, once I learned to fly, that that was really um, a revelation to me. Of, I could, I could do this. Why was I hiding from this? You know, that's exactly right. That's exactly the way I see it. <laughs> for you, Kimmy, you you next. What would you say is like a success or a challenge you've had to deal with, and how you've overcome it? Well, so I know I've been thinking about this. When I was in law school, I did a lot of those competition teams, like trial court and this moot court, international moot court thing. And one of my professors told me that I was acting like a silly law school girl. It was my second year of law school. And that really shook me. And I thought, am I being silly or am I just being feminine? Um, and so coming to Facebook Brooks was so great for me because you know, Dana is a force of nature, but she she is a female who is unapologetically herself. And she empowered me, along with Jimmy Fasick, to just em embrace my natural skills and who I am. And so it was kind of coming into myself and growing as a professional, but also being okay with my own demeanor. I'm not, I am not somebody who's going to yell at you or be what typically might seem aggressive with you, but that doesn't mean I can't be a strong yeah. advocate. Yeah. I had to learn that because those, those words haunted me for so long. The silly law school girl, you know, let's make sure I'm not her. Um, and so that was just kind of coming into my own confidence and comfort with who I am and being my own kind of advocate. Well, I'm I so proud that. of you. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Well, I'm so thankful for the support that I've had in being in this firm because I've this has been my entire career at this firm and I've never felt like I wasn't able to move up or, you know, I'm already a shareholder, right? Like I, I was supported throughout the entire process and I continue to be supported. So it was a, it was a lot of my um, surroundings that helped me with that. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I think from looking at all of us, you could definitely tell there's not one right way to do things, one right way to be a lawyer, and uh, you have to embrace what works for you, and we've been allowed to do that. For yeah, sure. like that. Well, Dana, you have, I mean, you're putting a team together. I love that. I love the shareholder stuff, too. I mean, the fact that you understand more people can sit at the table and all of this, it's just so amazing. So I did want to, you know, Thank you for that and, and showing us the platform for that. And kudos to you. you. You need to be open to other people's opinions. You know, a lot of people, once they get to where they want to be and they have some power and some authority, they don't like to share it. They feel like it'll diminish them or, or water them down or whatever. But 
you know, so many times, Jimmy, Jimmy and I are very simpatico in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, that's why, you know, we go along so well in, in, in organizing the firm, but we learned that we don't know everything. <laughs> and we, just because we think we've got a great idea, you know, so many times we've talked to our other partners, you know, cause we were kind of at a, we weren't sure we were making the right decision or we were missing some pieces. And it's so wonderful to have some other people that you respect and listen to your input. And then we always end up making a better decision once we seek input. So that's the first thing is to embrace alternative points of view, embrace diversity instead of just, you know, saying I'm the king or I'm the queen and, and don't take this away from me. You know, it's, it's, it, but that just comes from being a very secure person and, and realizing that you have limits, you don't know everything. And that's not, that's not, a, you know, people are so afraid to be called ignorant as if they know everything. It's nonsense. No one knows everything. You're ignorant of something. Come on. That's not an insult. That's an acknowledgement that you can grow. And so I just look at it as that many more, you know, that many more big heads and big brains to pick. Hey, Kimmy I want to go back to something that Kimmy said. Um, first of all, Kimmy, I would love for you to go back and say, hey, look at this little, <laughs> look at this little lady lawyer now. But you know, you don't have to be a bitch in order to be successful. You don't have so many people say, I want a bulldog lawyer. You're not a bulldog. I want a bulldog. No, 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 no. You, you definitely listen. Right. And you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar in this industry. And it's exactly the opposite. If you're a bitch, people do not want to negotiate with you. They're not going to negotiate well with you. Your clients aren't going to respect you. Other lawyers don't respect you. The judges sure as heck don't respect you. And so I kind of had the same experience as Kimmy in the fact that, you know, growing up other, other, some other, I've been at other firms before. So growing up under other firms and other lawyers and a lot of male lawyers and even some older women lawyers, you feel like you have to change your personality to become a bitch or to become a bulldog. And that's exactly what you need a man to do. Right. So coming to this firm, I've had the same experience as Kimmy. I've been allowed to use my voice and I've been allowed to use my personality, which is not bitchy to be very, very successful and it's working and it's worked for a number of years. And I love that. I love that I can be myself and I don't have to try to pretend to be somebody else to be successful. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is that one of the great things about being here, you know, is obviously I am working at home. My son is right. I mean, I'm using his computer, but he's right next to me. He's doing his algebra two. I'm sitting here, you know, at my workstation doing my work and he's next to me. And it's just really, you know, it's really powerful to know that I can be at a place where I can balance a family and a career successfully. And it has been successful for the past four years doing it. And I don't feel like I'm dropping the ball anywhere. And there's very few law firms that will allow you to, to do that and that will believe that you can be successful at both balancing a family and a full-time job as a litigator. Yeah. Incredible. I actually have tears in my eyes. I don't know if you can see that, but I'm like tearing up because it's really beautiful. It really is. And empowering is so important. Empowering women and bringing together camaraderie because you see it all the time with guys. They have this brotherhood. They have this good old boy. Yeah. What's up with us? We need to have it. You know, we need to come together. We need to have this. And I. But their camaraderie and the way they've done business for so many years really excluded women, even when it wasn't their intent. It was just natural behavior like, you know, Monday, um, Monday evening poker night. You know, a lot of business gets done in settings like that. 
not a lot of women, first of all, have any interest in it. Secondly, you know, have, you know, they're just, just like our time is so valuable. I don't want to spend it that way just so I can be heard in my own company, in my own firm. Mm-hmm. So that makes no sense to me. That doesn't make any more sense than us all going for a spa weekend and then sending a memo to our male partners, letting them know what we decided on Monday. You know, <laughs> like that. But for years, that was kind of an MO. And so that doesn't make sense to me. And then I have another philosophy that I would want to share, and that is take a chance on women because they can do anything. They have a a, a network of resources. So I don't like to hear things like, I don't really look at gender. I look at who's the most qualified for the job. That's almost always going to be a man because they got there first. That's what privilege is. You know, they had the shot at, at school first. They had the shot at, you know, corporate advancement first. So don't look at it and go, well, she's just right out of law school. No, spend the time to mentor her. So she can get caught up to speed because I promise you it's not going to take her as long. You know, it's, it's like a first generation immigrant. Anybody's got their first shot. You know, you can really you can you can <laughs> they're a good bet. They're a good bet. So for us, it sure as heck has paid off. I couldn't be happier. I can see it. It's I mean, it's exuberating like all through the camera for all of you guys. I wanted to say thank you all for joining me. Carrie, I don't know if you kind of mentioned how much you love working, but. Do you want to give an example of a um, like an example of a challenge that you've had and its success um, with the industry, the legal industry and how you've dealt with it? I know you mentioned it's very similar to to Kimmy and you don't have to be this nasty person to right. you get more sugar with honey and, and, and then you do with salt and you can be right. nice. And and there's this preconceived notion that if you're nice, then you're a pushover or you're just everybody can walk all over you or you're no, it's kindness and Southern hospitality or wherever you're at it. That's like yeah. how we're raised and born and raised. That's just how we are and innately yeah. just how it is. And so I, what, what would you say, Carrie? I'm, I'm curious a little, especially as like an athlete um, and someone that I didn't make an all star team because one of the coaches said I was having I was getting boobs. <laughs> and that's why even though I had the highest batting average. I never got mine, so I was still allowed to be on the team. <laughs> I love it. You did switch sides, though. That's a big deal. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what I was going to say, Dana. So, Caitlin, it's interesting on the defense side, it's much more problematic than on the plaintiff side. So on the defense side, when you're representing insurance companies or corporations, most of the people high up that you need to talk to and touch base with and network with are men. So like Dana said, they're either going out playing poker, they're on the golf course, they're drinking, they're going out, fancy restaurants, trips to Las Vegas, Chicago, New York, all that kind of stuff. And it's easy to go do those things as a younger woman, but you also wind up in a weird situation because I can go out and drink with the guys all day long, but the way that they see you at the end of a night at two o'clock in the morning after drinking all day is a little bit different than the way they see Bob. You know what I mean? So you have to be very careful of that. And they still are interested in other things and not necessarily giving you business. So you have to still be careful of that too, right? And, you know, it's much harder to develop business and to develop a book of business on that side of the table um, yeah. as a nice female, as not a bitch, as not an, an older woman or an older man. And as somebody that's trying to do everything above board, it's hard. It's really hard on that side of the table. And, The biggest problem that I had working in the defense side is that all the clients, all the, you know, 100, 200 year old industries, corporations, insurance companies, they all want the senior partner to try the case, which is always the older, typically white guy. They don't think that a young female can come in there and kick ass at trial. And that could not be further from the truth. 
<laughs> so, you know, for me, I had to switch sides so that I would have a voice and that I, you know, I could run my caseload and I could develop as a lawyer further because really you hit um, a ceiling and it's not a glass ceiling, but you hit a ceiling at about year 15 on the defense side where you can't develop more clients and you can't um, try cases as, a, as the first chair. There's a big legacy component to the defense side. Yeah. Yeah. I so worked at Quintero's Prieto Wood and Boyer uh, a couple years when I was in law school um, before I transitioned and I realized a lot. And that was that was a lot of the time when they would go into these depositions and they would be like, oh, are you the court reporter? Are you the assistant or <laughs> yeah. the associate? It's like, no, I'm the partner, actually, of the first part. You know, that's what uh, Jennifer Velasco would say. Love her. She was a partner at, uh, here in Tampa, um, Quintero's Prieto Wood and Boyer. And she would say that she's like, no, I'm actually the lawyer. But go. so this was incredible. Thank you all so much for your time. Mm -hmm. I want to end it on the last call. And this is going to go into. Well, uh, Dana, you kind of chimed off of that too. And I know you want to mention that this stuff too, and I would love to get your, your input on this before we go into the last call. Can you give a, and you can give as many examples as you want, because you, I mean, you can take the floor on this. Uh, challenges, successes before we go into the last call. Would you like to mention anything that you've learned or other philosophies other than the ones you've mentioned already that we can take with us forever? I'm actually writing a book on that. <laughs> I have a lot of those things. Thank you. Few. I have a few. Uh, one thing I do with that court reporter thing. Anytime somebody is 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 uh, presumptuous like that, and especially if I feel like they have sort of a nasty intent, I, I stop what I'm doing and I take the time to make it so excruciatingly painful. I got called a I, I got mistaken for a court reporter by somebody, and I said, "Well, stop and wait a minute. Let's stop the deposition. Just wait a minute." I said, I rolled in here with a suitcase, you know, a, a brief bag. I set up laptop, whatever. How, you've been a lawyer 25 years longer than I have. You've seen what court reporters haul around. You know exactly who the court reporter is. I said, I don't believe you would have said that to a man. Mm -hmm. You would have presumed a man was a court reporter, and there are male court reporters. So I just stop. I take my time. I mean, you know, he loses all his color in his face. <laughs> And he's a Terry, and he's going, Oh, my wife is going to kill me. She's a lawyer. And I'm like, I said, Here's the thing. I said, I want to take the time to do this to you because it's just a little thing you got floating around in your head. You probably don't mean anything by it. I said, But it's insulting. And you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, receive that like women do. So I just want you to stop, think about it for a minute, just from my perspective. Let's do that for me. Now, how long did that take? That was about 30 seconds, right? That guy will never forget that. Ever. <laughs> so that's what I ask people to do is be tedious. Take a minute. Because what we usually do is roll our heads and go this, you know, just, uh, you know, and you go back and you tell your women partners, you roll your, no, that doesn't do anything to stop the behavior. So stop it, make it tedious, make it painful, be respectful, but be heard. You know, you, you get to take up your space. One of the things I hear from women all the time, and that's why we started our women's group at, Fa at Facing Brooks. We have a women's group that it's going to be a Zoom conference. We're going to talk about different aspects of challenges of being a professional woman or, or being a woman at all and, and not feeling fully supported. But, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to make that better for other people. I don't want you to just roll your eyes and talk about it to other women. I want us, those of us who can, like me, I'll do it in a minute. <laughs> I don't care. I'll take all the bullets for everybody. But do what you can do to change it, because otherwise you're just getting more of the same. When you let things like that go, you're part of the problem because you've made it OK for it to continue. Um, biggest challenges. Uh, 
a lot of times are the public's perception of us, you know, they think we're ambulance chasers and we don't really care about our clients. Uh, anybody who spends more than five seconds checking us out knows that's not true. We walk our talk and it is public as public can be. You can ask anybody about it. Um, the other challenge is, you know, whenever you are giving something like these opportunities to be a partner, you know, day one, like me, uh, I had to try my first case as a lead medical malpractice attorney five weeks out of law school. That's wildly irresponsible, but I had to do it. Um, but you just, you know what you do? You, you jump in. The biggest thing, the, the biggest challenges for me have been the things that catapulted me into success. And that were those scary things that I did not want to do. And I would literally sit there and think, this is irresponsible. I should not have this responsibility. This is a terrible decision. I'm not prepared for this, but <laughs> lady, you got to do it. So you do it. And then you look back and you go, I cannot believe I did that. Wow. I would have never thought I could do it. If left on my own, I would have never asked for that opportunity. So when someone gives you an opportunity that scares the hell out of you, but you know, is the, is going to help you take it. You've got, you've got the ability to do it. You've got more metal than you think you do. So just say yes. Hey, and you know what, Caitlin, you want to know a fun fact? I would love to. So Dana and I used to try cases against each other. Yes, I think did. I might have been the defense lawyer on her first trial when she got out of law school. Yeah. And we became really good friends. Yeah. And we she used to fix each other. Depositions together. We'd ride over there together, talk <laughs> about overall stuff. We'd get a deposition, be a part, just like this at each other yeah. in the depositions. Then we'd get in the car, eat at Cheesecake Factory, go shopping, and go back. Yeah. So, you know, when women can do that, you know, you, you've transcended everybody's yeah. stereotypes about us. Yeah. So, you know, network with other women, become friends with other women and it's going to pay off. And I mean, you know, obviously we didn't become friends so that we could become partners someday, but it was just natural and it makes the job so much more pleasant. Like, you know, find that commonality because I think women have a lot more in common than with each other than men have in common with each other. And don't feed into those stereotypes that, that the, the dominant culture uses to keep us down which is to, to make us think we're each other's enemies. Right. That's divide and conquer. That's been a winning war strategy from John. Yes. Okay, don't let people divide you just so they can conquer you. Stay, stay strong. Find like-minded yes. people. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Love it, like it, I adore it. Incredible, amazing. This was awesome, great advice. Thank you so much. Last call, we're gonna talk about um, what you guys are doing during this pandemic like some fun hobbies you've picked up or some cool things that you like to do now i like to garden and i have a bike and i go to my little i like to bike ride me and my dog and all this stuff so what do you guys like to do and what are some new hobbies you've done well, with Rose or whichever yeah, whichever kimmy yeah. kimmy you go I was just going to say, we bought, we bought a bunch of blow up pools just to go outside <laughs> with my kids. Cause it's a million degrees. <laughs> so do that. And then uh, after I get the kids to bed, I watch Star Trek. So <laughs> incredible. Incredible. Rose, what about you? Uh, well, like I said, I'm already kind of a homebody. Uh, so I just got to double down on the like hobbies and crafts and puzzles and, and stuff that I was already doing. I'm like, I finished some projects, but I started some projects too. So uh, net neutral, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie, what about you, Carrie? So I am learning to become a teacher <laughs> <laughs> while I'm working, which is interesting. And uh, I haven't done algebra since high school, and I still can't do algebra. Uh, so I'm actually probably learning instead of teaching. 
And then um, I, so I usually play soccer, but since soccer is all canceled right now, I've been running and I hate running, but I'm starting to do well. And I'm just trying to keep it up just to kind of learn a new sport and, and stay active because for me, that's the best meditation. So. Dana, what about you? Home improvements. Just home improvements. Every home, landscape, furniture, redo, flooring, walls, whatever. I just, <laughs> I'm looking at it all the time. I'm like, that color needs to change. That couch I hate. So <laughs> I'm keeping the retailers and the service people in business. So I'm doing my share as a capitalist. I love <laughs> it. Is there anything each of you would like to end on um, before we leave that you would want to give the platform and talk about? I love you know, this divide and conquer is what they're, you know, this societal notation of how we're supposed to be and kind of eliminating that and how you and Carrie definitely took that and was like, yeah, we're not about that. We're going to go shopping and go cheesecake factory and then go right at it, at each other in a deposition. And that's incredible. And I love to hear it and you don't hear it a lot. And so this is, this is vital information that a lot of people need to hear. So you guys, this is going to be shared on iTunes. You guys can share it on your Facebook page. It's on Google. Uh, we have Spotify. So is there anything you would like to say to everyone, Rose, Kimmy, Carrie, Dana, before um, we close out here? Rose, I'll start with you. <laughs> well, I would just say, kind of like I said uh, before, that there's no one right way to, to be a lawyer or to be a woman or to be a person. Um, and I think as a young lawyer or as a young professional, as a young person getting their start in business or career or whatever it is, it's important to look at examples and learn by example. And we've been fortunate or I've been fortunate to have a lot of great women examples. But even looking at the examples, you don't have to do it exactly the same way they did it. You don't have to put script. You're not memorizing their personality. Uh, you know, what's like, Carrie, you came up under a bunch of more bulldoggy type of people. That doesn't mean that's what you have to do to succeed. So I think that's kind of what our message is. And it's going to be with the women's group is find what works for you. Uh, you know, we're happy to be examples or to uh, learn from other people, still learning from other people all the time. Um, but you have to make it work for, for you. Yeah. yeah. Great. I love that. Great. I was just, just, just to echo Rose, I was in a uh, mediation the other day and a female defense counsel just blew me away. You know, I'm always looking for opportunities to learn from other attorneys, men and women, um, to continue to grow. But I guess if, if the question is any advice, I'd say look for the, look for the balance. That's something that I had to find with the, the kids and the work and just finding time for the self-care because that always makes me... A, a better attorney and lets me come from my genuine heart when I'm talking to people because I'm not burnt out. I've got enough emotion and love and care that I can give to them too. Great advice. Yeah. Great point. Great point. Carrie. I would say just to support each other instead of tearing each other down. I think, um, you know, for me, like I said, I've been at other firms where you get torn down, you get criticized. It's always about what you're doing wrong. And I think the way to make people more productive, both um, and, and happier, both professionally and personally, is to support them and build them up and focus on the positivity and not focus on the mistakes and, and focus on growing together. And, and, you know, I just think like Kimmy just said, she was in mediation with somebody she was really impressed with. I love when that happens and I can tell them how amazing they are and how wonderful that was. And you can still support each other and be on opposite sides of the table. 
So I, I just, that's the one thing I would have to say. And that's one of the things that my firm is so good at doing, um, Dana and Jimmy in particular, is just making support and building everybody up instead of tearing people down. Great, great. Dana, what about you? I have three things. I would say, like Perry said, find some way to build up another woman. When you interact with her, just find something nice to say, something encouraging to say, because I promise you she needs to hear it. The other thing is, is make a promise to never, ever be a mean girl. And what I mean by that is it's okay to have a dispute with somebody or not agree with somebody, but, but make it a substantive disagreement. Don't ever say things about their clothes, their weight, their hair, or how ridiculous they look, or can you believe the way she sounded? Or No, that's mean girl high school stuff. We're adults. There's no room for that in an adult person's life. The last thing is I want women to stop giving deference to men for no other reason than their gender. You are not a second class citizen. They are not superior to you. Now, I love men. I'm famous for it. <laughs> but I don't think they're better than me. I don't think they're smarter, more capable, uh, you know, inherently superior in any way. And so I never show deference to a man just because of his gender. And so I, I, I tell that to young girls. I tell it to every woman. And if you don't think you do it, keep one of those clickers in your hand and click every time you accommodate that fragile male ego all day long. You do it more than you think because you were raised to do it and the world told you to do it since you were a child. So that's what I ask you to be. It's an awareness piece. Be aware of how much you're perpetuating the way you're treated that you don't like. Be on the bar, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. Facebook Live, thank you for joining me. Dana, incredible. I mean, you built this empire with Jimmy and you guys all together. It's it's. Well, what we do is help people. And when you build an organization like ours that really does nothing but help people when they need it the most, there's nothing more rewarding. 